Alright. <clears throat> okay. What? What do you mean? How do we do this? So that's I always natural. start, and then and then we we always know how to do it. We don't need we don't need the script. I just need to start, and then we're good. Wow, it's some confidence you got there. Hi, I'm Alex, and I'm Jason, and you're listening to um, what's this called again? Far from home, a podcast about two Asian Canadians who moved pretty far from home. Hey, 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 hey. Okay, we have to stop congratulating ourselves for doing the <laughs> intro. That's just what all Canadians do. We say, hey, after everything. Yeah. I feel like everyone has started picking that up because of me. I say, hey. Everyone's saying, hey? I say, hey, a lot. No, I say, you don't I say, say, I said, hey, before you. I'm the you. one who says, hey, every episode. I'm the one you that says, hey, before you. I'm no. the one that got you saying, hey. No, you didn't. Okay. <laughs> I've always said, hey. Every, everyone in Canada says, hey. I, I think I said it earlier than you. Huh. And it's, a y y. Not yeah, the it's E-H. not E H H H H. No, yeah. it's it's A Y. Yeah, I think most Americans, the way that they think Canadians talk, is completely wrong. Yeah, it's it's a misconception. Hey, man, can you put this in my bag? Sorry, no, sorry, that no. That's Please terrible, edit that out. Please then... edit that out. Please edit that out. Went like half Indian for a sec. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We do not talk like that. But speaking of accents and words, that brings us to today's topic. Mm-hmm. Which is mm-hmm. languages. Ooh. Ooh. Um, why are we talking about languages today, Alex? Because we're bilingual. Some of really? us trilingual. Am I bilingual? <laughs> what do you mean? What do you mean? Okay, okay. I guess, I guess yeah. I guess you can Close on enough. paper say that. Yeah. yeah. I um, watch anime sometimes. Oh, God. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> yeah, I think we're in fairly unique situations. Maybe not that unique for where we live like in asia okay okay yeah we don't just speak one language we have to speak other languages as well and yeah i don't know i think it's an interesting experience yeah so what languages do you speak fluently let's just say speak like Um, as in as in just leave out the word fluently not specifically speak yeah well i speak this language called the English. The English. Okay. The English. That's that's oh. the first one. Mm-hmm. And I guess you can say that I can speak a conversational level of Japanese. Definitely. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't know like where we're going with the word speak or like just like what's your fluency in the level. I just meant like talk, converse, write, read, just like generic. I mean, yeah, I would I would definitely say that for Japanese, my reading would be the strongest. Yeah. Then listening, then speaking. And I think I'm forgetting a, one of them. Am I? <laughs> I think it's easier Writing? to say what languages Writing. do you know? Yeah. Let's not say okay. like fluency or anything like like no. Okay. So then like what's your ability in each of the languages? Yeah. Oh, oh. One question I always ask people, I'm kind of notorious for this, oh, is like, why? oh, if, if your mother tongue is a 10, what would oh, you okay. rate your other languages on a scale? So if... English is a 10, which it is yeah. in your case. Uh, I, I hope English is a 10 for <laughs> I me. Hope it's, it's That's all four. I got here. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So if English is a 10, what's your, what, what would you rate your, your Japanese? See, that, that's a hard question to answer, I feel, because like there, there are some cases, there are some times where, I mean, it, the level I have will get me through a situation perfectly. Like, remember once I got like a tour of an office and the person just spoke Japanese and it was fine to understand and speak with them. Yeah. But 
if you put me on court and like told me to go defend someone, it's a lawyer, so I'd be like, going to jail. I would be a, I would suddenly be a one all of a sudden. Yeah. Um, so that being, I might go with like a neutral answer of like a five, perhaps. Yeah. That's but yeah, it, it, it's completely up to the situation, I would say. Okay. Are, are those all the languages you speak or like, you know? I do not speak French. We, being Canadians, are forced to learn French for at least, I think, six years it was. It's pretty long. That being said, can I speak a word of French besides saying I cannot speak French? (laughs) That's so cringe, but okay. So, no, I do not speak French, despite those six years wasted. Mm -hmm. Okay. Like, you'd be just as lost as any other, like american in france i mean i think it's sort of also like japanese where definitely reading is like the strongest point just because like when you read something you have time to process it and understand it and um yeah to take it in when you're speaking it's on the spot you got to output from your brain right there so it's hard so i could probably maybe read i don't know a grocery list (laughs) in french Mm, yeah (laughs) that would be okay um but Anything more than that? No, impossible. All right. Yourself? Well, I speak, I also speak English. As the English? The English. Um, I would definitely put that as a 10, and that's all I have I to show so. for it. Yep. <laughs> um, oh, I have a lot of languages technically. Um, really? I guess, I guess a decent amount. So my mother tongue is technically Cantonese. And I say technically because I'm very bad at it. It's just that I happened to learn it first and my parents spoke it to me. Um, yeah. Okay. Put, does that make it your mother tongue because you spoke it first? Or is your mother tongue the one that you're most fluent in? I always thought like your mother tongue is the one that you, you like really just grew up learning like in the very beginning. I don't know. It's I don't know. Well, I, I don't know the definition. That's hard to say. It is, on the other hand, your mother's tongue because it is the language she speaks. It is. Correct. So. Um, yeah, I, I speak, okay, if I put speaking on its own level, I'd put it at like, like a six and a half, maybe seven, which is still not okay. that great. Uh, for Cantonese, this is? Yeah, for Cantonese speaking. Yeah. Um, I feel like I definitely lack like the vocab words that make me sound eloquent and also yeah. just like really random, like, oh, how do you say psychology degree or PhD in Chinese? I'm like, oh, I, I don't know. Um. Mm. And then reading and writing, I'm pretty awful at. I put like a two or a three. Oh, like just oh. Like barely getting there. Okay. Um, next on the list is Mandarin. Okay. If I Nihau. say so myself. Nihau. Yeah. Um, my 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 both my parents are from Hong Kong, so I don't. I didn't technically grow up speaking Mandarin. But yeah. I feel that after high school, like into university and into the workplace. Mandarin has just become so widespread that it's kind of just it, it's just a positive thing to know it. Like it's a it's a huge oh, pro. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um and because it's kind of it's a di- because I know a dialect of Chinese, Cantonese, Mandarin yeah. comes not that easily, but I, I understand some of it. So speaking, I would put it at like a three. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like I can like okay. I can get by ordering food. I can get by getting directions, I think. Um, like super small talk, I'm fine with. And then reading, writing, also like a three. 
Okay. And then for my fourth language, I would also put French. Um, I actually had to learn French for the full. Yeah, you high took it a duration. long time. Yeah, I took I took French Extended, which is a. Ugh. It's in between regular course and French Immersion, and French Immersion yeah. is where I think eighty five percent of your courses have to be in French. Yeah, like they're required. Otherwise, you, otherwise you don't get the certificate uh, yeah. when you graduate high school. For yeah. for French Extended, it was around I want to say forty to fifty percent of my classes were in French. Wow. And so that's crazy. And so I had to do like uh, uh, what was it called? Civics and honors in French. And you would have to like argue for and against abortion in French. And it was just it was oh terrible. My God, it was so hard. I basically like just passed those classes. Oh, my um, God. Geography. I've, I never thought geography was hard until I had to learn it in French. <laughs> French. I feel yeah. like I feel like I wouldn't even get anything out of that. Like, no, like it would do more harm than good to my education trying to learn <laughs> it, something in French. I mean, pardon. I would just never know like geography ever again because I never <laughs> learned it in English. I'd be scarred forever, which yeah. I kind of am. I am um, scarred from French class. I yeah. am so bad at it. And so even though I learned French for so long, right? Like you said six years. That means I'm yeah nine. Yeah. Nine to 10, I guess. Um, but speaking and listening is actually really hard still because I, I just don't get exposed to it as much. Yeah. I feel like the people that are in French immersion, like they actually either lived in France, they tried being an exchange student there. They have like French in their blood or like family members that speak French. So yeah. like you, my reading is a lot stronger than my writing, okay. like speaking, that kind of stuff. Okay. Yeah. And I had this issue where reading is so much easier than writing because you don't actually th- have to think of the words. Like, no, they just no. come and to it's, you. It's much easier to translate to your language. Plus, you can yeah. look at like the context of what's going on yeah. and infer meaning from words as well. It's, it's much easier to recall words when you, you have them in front of you. Because... Yeah. I don't know, like sometimes I blank out on the most simplest uh, French words that are like, I know this word if I read it. I just can't remember what it is. <laughs> like, um, like leave. I was trying to think of what leave was. Shit, I don't even know. De, yeah, de it could be sortir or... Uh, okay, okay. sortir, yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's like, it's, it's one of the main verbs you learn, but but it's, yeah, it, it leaves it leaves my mind. Interesting. Yeah. So, Mr. Four Languages. Oh, no. Four bad. One okay, three very bad. Three, which are three points and below. <laughs> yeah. Would, would you say that you think you're good at learning languages? You certainly seem to want to challenge yourself to take French for nine years for some reason. I, I want to say that my brother forced me. Not even my brother oh. forced me. My brother convinced my mom that, like, you know, Alex. Oh, no. Alex should do French <laughs> extended, at least. It'll, it'll do good for him. And it was okay, I think. Like, the, the, the drawbacks at the time were kind of bad. But the fact that I okay. could still read a decent amount of French is, is kind of nice. Um, yeah. I don't think I'm gifted at languages at all. Like, okay, okay, interesting. I've, especially Chinese having such difficult characters. Like, yeah. trying to learn them and memorize them without using them on a daily basis is really hard as well. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Living in Singapore is kind of weird because I'm more fluent in Cantonese, but I, I can never mm. use it in Singapore. Yeah. So I end up using Mandarin, and it's 
my Mandarin has gotten better, but it's still not that great. But mm. would you say you're gifted in in learning languages? No, I nice. I suck at languages. Nice. And I think I think it's actually interesting that you say that. Um, for like I guess going back in my own life, I've always known that I suck at. Well, first it was French. I sucked at. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Like I think, I think at one point I got like a fifty on my report card in French. Really? <laughs> yeah, like a D. I just wow. got like a D. Like the the teacher was like, "I want to take pity on you and pass <gasps> you." Um, yeah, I was just so bad, and I think, wow. I think I also realized that like a large part of it is also attitude and how you feel, how good you are at something. Mm. It's it's almost like a feedback system, like where if you think you're good at something, you'll try better at it because you want to confirm that that bias or that thought that you have. Yeah. And you work harder at it. Whereas when I was young, when I was a kid, I told myself, you suck I at suck French. at French. <laughs> Therefore, I'm not going to try. Therefore, I still suck more. Yeah. And yeah, like I dropped French as soon as I could in grade mm. nine. I, I hated it. But that being said, I, mm-hmm. I do actually sort of feel like I am just weak with languages. And I think it's interesting because without giving away too much information, mm-hmm. um, like you and I mm-hmm. both work mm-hmm. in mm, beep okay. in let's say like technical fields and okay. have technical backgrounds, as in something related to math or science. Okay, STEM. Um. STEM, like very, very technically minded and technically backgrounded people. Mm-hmm. And like thinking back to my class, um, and also myself, the my class being the people who I went to university with and took courses with. Mm-hmm. Um, myself growing up, I was always I, I don't know what the right word is, but I was always good at math. Mm. Math math came easy to me. Um, algebra, calculus, trigonometry. I, 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 I mean, did it? You you weren't at the top of your class, but okay. Excuse me? When? <laughs> when? When? This is like high school. <laughs> yeah, 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 I know. Well, well, even like even in university, like there were sometimes like there are a lot of courses I struggled with, like programming, physics, chemistry, but math was never actually something I was scared of ever, oh, okay. even in university. I was just throwing back uh, to the sad podcast where you were just yeah, where I cried to sad sleep every day grades. in first year. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but like the grades were bad, but math was probably always up there. <laughs> math had your back. <laughs> it did. It always did. Classic Asian. And yeah, like my class as well, like very much like me, everyone obviously very, you had to be good at math, physics to get into the program. And generally we were all, I would say, weak at languages. Like mm. people did not speak second languages and people only spoke English unless they lived in a household where... They spoke it growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, people just were not talented at languages. And I think it's sort of, I don't want to say convinced me, but like it sort of indicates to me that I do think, I mean, no one's good at everything. And mm-hmm. it sort of is like two different sides of the mind. One being like the hard math and logic mm-hmm. and the other being softer and creative and language. Um, and yeah, I put all my skill points in the math side. <laughs> You're very it's... unbalanced. <laughs> yeah. That being said, no, no regrets. It's it's done wonders for me in my life. Um, mm. Being good at math and technical things for sure. Mm. 
if I could, if I had to pick one of the two, I would always pick where I am now. Mm. Yeah. So I think this throws back to you not really. I mean, growing up, did you speak? Sorry, growing up, did you learn a language other than English? I don't think you said this no, very zero. much. We did not speak any language besides English at home. Mm-hmm. I, I always found that really interesting because your dad's strongest language is definitely Japanese. And like yeah. one, one, not nightmare, but like thing I'm always worried about, like yeah. when, I, when I have kids, is whether or not I can pass down the language and yeah. the tradition that I was given from my parents. Because I think it, it means a lot to my identity. Okay. Yeah. That's a concern that you have. Yeah, like um, something I always joke about with my girlfriend is my girlfriend spent six years. Oh man, she's gonna yell at me. Six years in China or so, um, and <laughs> I don't, I don't actually remember how many years. I think yeah. it was longer. Yeah, oh, shit. She she spent longer. some time in China um, as a child, and then when she came back, she had to relearn English. Um, she had to go on into ESL English as a second language, but she came out all the better because. Her Chinese is completely fluent. Like she can read, she yeah. can write, she can speak Cantonese and Mandarin. She's she's like the the model Chinese child, I would say. Yeah. Um her languages. Yeah. And it's to the point where I bring her to see my grandma and I'm, and I'm just like, I don't <laughs> Your know. Your grandma's uh, like, why can't you speak like this? Exactly. No, really. <laughs> I it's know. like my grandma says something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, I don't know what she, I don't know what, oh, what, they, no. what's, what, what, what what's my grandma saying? <laughs> Yeah, I know that feeling. Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then, so, so we joke about how my girlfriend has really good Chinese because of that. So I'm just like, oh, yeah, we just got to kick our yeah. child to China, throw, oh my God, throw them in like the Hong Kong, I don't know, ocean or something. And just like, okay, oh my God. live there for a while. And then they'll come back yeah. with good language skills. Yeah. Um, well, like in my, in my case, my my mom doesn't speak Japanese, so that was sort of a big factor, mm. I think. And I don't know if it's all Asian cultures. I mean, across the world, it's probably like this, but especially in like Japanese families, mm. the mom is largely responsible for raising the kids. Uh, sexist. I mean, being Japanese, did your dad speak more than two sentences a week to you? <laughs> I had a quiet Japanese father. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, so yeah, my mom would like sit us down, read us books, and we would do what are those called? Like phonetics? Oh, really? Phonetic Phon- training? Phonics? Yeah, where like you would read out the sounds that words make and learn how words oh. how to pronounce words. Yeah. yeah, my my mom did that with me, but all in English, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, so there just was no exposure to japanese and i think i don't know whether like that was intentional on my dad's part obviously like you said my dad didn't say much or spend too much time with us Mm -hmm. growing up um but i think also just from my dad's perspective it's important to remember that my dad left japan of his own free will i mean japan was a developed country by the time he left Mm. he could have had a very i don't know good but like stable life here in japan but he chose to leave. So I think it sort of shows that he, I don't know, a part of him didn't want to be Japanese. He didn't want to. Oh. He almost like rejected that side of himself mm. is what I want to say of being Japanese. Because as great as being in Japan is and 
I'm sure a lot of people think, oh, Japan's such a great place to visit, such、mm-hmm. a great place, so many things to see, etc. To actually be Japanese in Japan, I think, is a completely different story. And my dad had to live up to those expectations of, you know, like wearing suits every day and、mm. speaking politely to your older people, bosses. And he just sort of said, I don't want any of this and left.、Mm. He didn't want to、yeah. bow 90 degrees perfectly. <laughs> Give the business card with two hands, you know. No, no.、Hmm. I have a family of rebels. <laughs> <laughs> And look where you ended up, right back where you started. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So,、uh, another question I actually have is because for the viewers or the listeners, sorry, who may not know this, we both are Asian, therefore, we look Asian. Wow.、Um, yes, surprising. <laughs>、uh-huh. Have Have you ever surprised anyone when you open your mouth and this quote unquote Americanized English came out? I think yes. Most, I mean, just in Singapore, right? Because well, I, even in Canada, I think some people really you go to like the middle of nowhere. How, how often are you in the middle of nowhere, though? I don't know if you go, like, if you drive out of the city a few hours to some small town. Yeah. They're like, oh, they're Asian. They don't speak English, sort of thing. I think. And you're like, surprise, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I speak better than you do. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I've. In Canada, I don't really surprise people when I speak English, but. Okay. I don't think in the city you're not going to surprise、yeah. anyone. Maybe. I think more than, like, I surprise people, maybe, like, they're a bit racist to me. Because of my race、yeah. rather than what I'm able、yeah. to speak or not able to speak. Yeah. Yeah. And then in Singapore, I get a lot of, are you, oh, are you, are you Singaporean?、Um, because, <laughs> what? Because I'm、Why? Chinese. I don't sound Singaporean. I, I don't sound、oh, Singaporean.、Okay. But there's, there's plenty of Singaporeans that lived abroad yeah, or,、okay. or studied、mm-hmm. abroad. And then,、okay. especially in the office, when I use like,、um, I call it like, Singaporean grammar or like Singaporean syntax, where、okay. I, I leave out certain words. you know, I don't really use pronouns that much. I just say like noun verb subject. Wait. Noun no, subject. I, I mean, like I leave out all like the extra details basically. Yeah. And yeah. they're like, oh, you know, I, are, you, are you Singaporean or something? I'm like, no, I'm, I'm Canadian. Then speak properly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, the only one thing that surprised someone in Singapore was that. They were like, you can speak Cantonese. And I was just like,、oh, yeah,、okay. like, I speak Cantonese. And I guess she was just surprised that I, even though I speak Canadian English, I was able to speak like Hong Kong or Guangzhou Cantonese fluently. Mm. Mm. Yeah. I guess that's surprising there. But obviously in Canada, that's not too surprising. There's、no. a lot of Hong Kong people. Yeah. How about you? Have,、yeah. you have, have people been surprised about your English? Oh, in Japan, right? Um, Honestly, probably yes. But at the same time, there's two things. One is that the area of Tokyo I live in right now just tends to be is a bit more on the international side.、Mm. Um, so, like walking down the street and seeing some Japanese person speak English is not like the rarest thing. And secondly, people in Japan just tend to not express <laughs> those like. Like, they wouldn't call you out on it or be or like express their surprising surprise meant、mm. at you. They just maybe like keep it to themselves. So it's hard to say.、Um, the other, like, I don't know, interesting, maybe sort of racist thing though is like,、mm. I mean, as much as 
I may surprise people when I open my mouth and I they hear this English come out. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure like it's easy to call them out. Hey, that's racist. Or like, hey, you made an assumption about me. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm pretty sure if I saw some uh, average white dude and he opened his mouth and like perfect, perfect Japanese came out, I'd be sort of shocked. <laughs> I'd, be like, Whoa. I'd be like, oh, <laughs> where did, did you not come expect from? That. <laughs> yeah. So like, like, yeah. like to be fair, when people are are shocked at me, I, I try to give them the benefit of the doubt because. Mm. If you came, if you were born and raised in Japan, you weren't exposed to people who speak English yeah. who might look a bit different, then yeah. that would be a surprise, just like how I would be surprised by that. I think a better question to ask you is Are people surprised when you speak terrible Japanese? <laughs> That's a good one. I think they are. <laughs> I, I have the same thing. Like, people are surprised how shit my Mandarin is. Like, yeah. you must be even more surprised how shit your, your Japanese yeah. is. <laughs> I. Well, that's also why a few things. Um, one is like I make I make no effort to quote unquote fix my accent in Japanese. Really? Make no effort. I've Konnichiwa. like some people will konichiwa bitches. Some people will do like <laughs> that's part of the accent. <laughs> <laughs> that's I'm, just like I'm I'm uh, saying like some students will do like pronunciation classes and like try to make their Japanese sound as whatever native as possible mm. and i have always just said no because that's just like asking for disaster because <laughs> the closer you get to the real thing like the harder it yeah, is they, you're, the higher the expectations the... get and the more likely you are to just disappoint someone it's like what, what do you mean feeling. you don't know this super complex kanji you're japanese yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so screw that i'm not playing by those rules mm. Mm. and the other thing is in japan people introduce themselves by their last names Oh, so I'm supposed to be beep. Well, I'm not going to say my last name here. <laughs> okay. But um, when I introduce myself, I always, always, always say I'm Jason. Oh, have I you will ever... never say my last name. Okay, we should make it another episode about this. But do you ever introduce yourself as your Japanese name? No, 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 never. I guess never. I guess in Japan, it sounds weird to me. I would never use it. I mean, like in Japan, I guess you don't really introduce yourself as your first, your first name. name. Yeah, unless you're close, unless it's like a mixer something yeah but i would never use it never i'm not even like if someone were to say that name to me i wouldn't even know they're talking to me mm. like it would take a second to realize mm-hmm. um have you ever been shameful that you don't know japanese though like i brought it up a little you know i i hope oh, yeah. to transfer my language like w- what little knowledge i have of chinese to like <laughs> my kids get them to at least a 1.5 oh yeah you know <laughs> half half is okay <laughs> um wait what, what was that like do you, am i are you ever sure i want to do that or that you don't you're not that good at japanese or like you don't really know japanese or like growing up maybe um yeah there have been tons of moments of shame my whole life especially because um most most chinese i don't know what to call them kids Mm-hmm. They 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 could usually speak Chinese because usually their parents couldn't speak English like they had to speak Chinese at home hey. sort of thing. Hey. <laughs> not good, but yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Whereas like my my parents only spoke English at home, and like I said, my mom's side of the family nobody speaks Japanese anymore. Um, mm. and yeah, they're they're like I guess complex historical reasons for the reasons why they don't speak japanese oh either and why my grandparents chose not to and why my mom doesn't mm. 
um, that are also at play. So I, I understand that and that I didn't really get a choice in this. I wasn't like when I was five, I wasn't like, I'm only speaking English. Like I didn't have any free will yeah. in this decision. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've received tons of shame growing up. I'll tell you a story. Ooh, okay. Um, I remember when we were volunteering and we had to collect signatures uh, for our event that we wanted to host uh -huh. in a public area. We had to go door to door, knock on the doors and ask the residents, can we host this event here? And we had a group of volunteers mm -hmm. and it wasn't a very, very, very Chinese area of the city in Canada. Mm -hmm. And basically nobody spoke English when we knocked on the doors. They're like, hello. And they just like would look at us weird. Yeah. So then we need to bring someone who speaks the language. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. all the like someone who speaks Mandarin, come here. Like someone who speaks Cantonese, come here. Yeah. And we did that house by house. And then we go to this one house and this woman is unloading groceries from her car. Mm -hmm. And we go up to her and we're like, hey. We're looking to sign this petition thing. And mm -hmm. she's like, oh, sorry, no, no English, no English. Mm -hmm. And then they like, they try Mandarin. No, Cantonese. No. And she's like, I own Japanese. Ooh. Ooh. And then I'm like down the street, like at another door. And I just hear, Jason. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> come over here. We need you. <laughs> we need you. And I, I come over and they're like, this woman only speaks Japanese. And I'm like, Great. Well, I don't. So, <laughs> <laughs> and this girl who I will not name uh -huh. was like, "What? <laughs> you're? I'm serious. Uh -huh. You're Japanese, though. Yeah. What kind of Japanese person are you? <laughs> like, oh, like that hurt. Like, I Damn. remember that. I remember who said it too. I remember you. You're never gonna forget." No, of course not. I'm Go gonna back remember to her that and yell at her in Japanese now. <laughs> <laughs> Baka. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Like I, I remember that. That was a sad moment. And of course, there's probably been many more of those in my life. That's just mm. one that really sticks out. Also, while well, like while well, learning Japanese here in Japan, taking classes, mm. um, I'll just throw in that I do think. The reason to come to Japan and learn the language more was sort of to recoup something that like a lost part of myself yeah. sort of thing. Sorry, this is getting a bit off topic. That's and okay. Deep, that's but, okay. Yeah. Um, but in class as well, I felt I faced a lot of shaming. People be like, I like, especially because a lot of the students were like straight from China, oh. straight from Korea. They just came to Japan. Yeah. They've never been or been exposed to North America and mm. what multiculturalism. Yeah. And they're like, you're Japanese? Why are you in this class? And I'm like, you're stupid. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm like, you stupid fucks. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That must be hard to just to swallow, oh, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. It, it was I, never I was, a choice was, for you. No, I've, I've been laughed at and made fun of all the time for it. And it's, it's sad. I try to laugh it off, but sometimes I cry at night. I mean, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, uh, yourself? <laughs> well, I think... Okay, let me think. Um, when I was in Hong Kong, or the first time I was in Hong Kong, I think... That was the first time I realized how bad my Cantonese was. Not just that, 
oh yeah i'm not you good live at in it. your bubble yeah not just that oh yeah you're, you're not that good at it it's like you're it's bad it's like it, it wins <laughs> yeah like i shudder when i hear it i'm just like damn because uh um, oh my god i was and and i had those i i got some of those comments growing up as well but i kind of like brush it off um yeah but in hong kong i was i was with some local friends and then we were like looking at a map or looking at like directions or something and then i was just speaking some chinese because they were speaking chinese so i said the word like arrow in cantonese and they all just kind of like stopped and one of them was like wait can you you say it again i'm like what like arrow she's like yeah i was like why did i did i pronounce it well and she's like nah it's really bad The exact opposite. Is, is it? Isn't Chinese one of those languages though? Also, where like if you pronounce it slightly wrong, you're saying yeah. like worse. Yeah, like like Mandarin has four tones, and then Cantonese has like seven or eight. Yeah, uh, I'm probably wrong. I don't remember exactly. But yeah, like I I just said it the complete wrong way, <laughs> and then I was just like, I've brought shame to my family, like precisely. <laughs> and then yeah, and then I don't know. I think some of my friends. I don't know if they remember this, but like growing up, I did get comments saying like, oh yeah, Alex, your, your, your Cantonese is pretty bad. And I always Ooh. thought like, no, it's, that's, it's fine. That's rough. Like, I, I understand Aww. everything, right? Like, why is it bad? And they're just like, oh, like your speaking is really bad. And I'm like, damn, okay. Aww. But you know, since then it hasn't gotten much better, but <laughs> I'm okay with it. <laughs> I don't know which is worse. Like, I don't know. Are, are people were to me like. <laughs> Are you dumb? You can't speak it. Then, like, you could speak a bit, and they're like, "He's dumb. <laughs> He's definitely <laughs> <Confirmed>. dumb." <laughs> yeah, like, because speaking Cantonese takes a lot of it. It takes a lot of energy out of me. I feel like, um, uh, yeah, I know. Gr- like growing up, I mostly spoke to my mom uh, in in Cantonese, but because sh- her English wasn't bad, I would speak like like Chinglish basically, and okay. it was okay. Yeah. But then when yeah. I had to like speak to my grandparents and I and I couldn't say a word of English, I would just struggle. Like yeah. I couldn't I couldn't describe things very well. I couldn't like <laughs> express my thoughts. I was dumb, basically. Yeah. Yeah, like these these language sto- stories are a little sad. They are sad. And I I think honestly part of the reason why we or at least I am able to get away with being so I don't know, bad, but like bad bad but not needing to like learn japanese to a really fluent level is because we speak english Uh oh it's terrible to say like english is Mm. the world's language like if yeah if you could speak any language in the world i'm pretty sure like if you could pick it would be english for most people that and mandarin and maybe mandarin like english english is the global language used in every country for business international business yeah yeah without question and it's it we're so spoiled being english speakers agreed like even even people that don't speak the language that they're at like i don't know someone from someone from china is going to like europe they don't try to yeah. speak french, french or, or russian german. or german yeah they try to speak english because like yeah that's the universal language if yeah. not mandarin and uh, yeah i also feel very special I feel very yeah. spoiled that I, I am so spoiled. I've been to countries and I just assume people will <laughs> understand me, which is so, so ignorant. Like, like, like where? What, what did like you we do? Went to, 
we went to like Vietnam once and I mean I think Vietnam was a country where we learned that English proficiency is a lot less than mm. you would expect and don't expect much already. Mm-hmm. And we went to like a cafe, like a local cafe, and we wanted coffee. And we were like, one coffee. And they're like, hmm? Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're like, coffee. And they're like, hmm? Huh? We're like, and we were like, how do you not understand, dude? <laughs> coffee. Do you know what country I'm from? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't you speak English? Come on. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Personally, living in Singapore, um, I feel that there's so many people that don't speak English as their main language. Yeah. And yeah, just that, I don't know. People, it's it's very easy to have that misconception that like, oh, someone is not able to articulate their thoughts. Therefore, they aren't as, you know, bright as you think yeah, they are. They're, they're not competent. Yeah, not competent. That's that's a better way. Yeah. And so, yeah, sometimes I see like some people at work and they're they're trying really hard to describe or like, you know, explain a topic, but yeah, their language proficiency just isn't as good. I'm just like, oh, yeah, I'm it's spoiled. It's tough. Yeah, because you could be like a brilliant, brilliant engineer and have all the schematics and diagrams in your head. Mm. But if you can't explain them in English to in a group, in a meeting, GG. You, you're not, you don't come off as competent. It's really tough. Yeah. That's a sad life, I guess, yeah. to sad situation to be in. And a lot of, I feel like a lot of nuances in the professional setting is also yeah. really important when it comes to language, like how you convey ideas and how you carry yourself has a lot to do yeah. with how you speak and what words yeah. you use. It's all, in, it's all in communication and speaking. Yeah. Yeah. That's tough. Mm-hmm. My coworker was telling me about how he moved to Europe mm-hmm. and sometimes they just have meetings with like German people and French people and Spanish people mm-hmm. all in one meeting. And obviously they all need to speak English. Mm. Um, but it's all their second languages. And so it just takes like it takes like an hour to say what could be said in like 10 minutes by native speakers. <laughs> and he's just he's just like like these Italians speak, they suck at English. Like speak faster. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's it's tough. Mm. Yeah. It's time for the rapid fire round. Please don't make any sound effects. All right. Oh, God. Okay, let's get into this. (laughs) First question. Would you date someone that didn't speak English? That's your first question? Yeah. (laughs) What? Would you date someone that doesn't speak English? Um, I actually have. Can you believe that? In the past? Yeah. Okay. I (laughs) dated and gone on a date. Um, And when we say doesn't speak English, like, dated someone who spoke some English. Yeah. I've been on a date with someone who I learned spoke way less English than I thought they did. Ooh, disappointment. And it did not go well. <laughs> That's all I'll say. It's a little sad. You know, you know how I, you know how like when I speak English, I'm like the funniest guy ever? Uh no, but okay. Well, anyways, <laughs> when I when I like so like obviously when I speak English, like I can express myself, I know the nuances, I yeah. know how to make jokes. Mm-hmm. When I speak Japanese, I just translate what I think in English. Yeah. And it doesn't always translate well. And it's not it's not clever, it's not humorous yeah. sort of thing. It's just it's just direct. Um You're like any other guy, if not worse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um and I 
like I just feel like from that one experience, I could never go on a date with someone who doesn't speak any English because it was just like mm. brutal, just like surface level <laughs> talk, and I can't go any deeper. Wait, then how much English did the person that you dated speak? Like a conversational level, okay. maybe like the amount of Japanese I could speak. So it's kind of like half half. Yeah. I love half half. Yeah. Um, it was a struggle, I would say. Mm. Um. I don't think it's an ideal situation, but like in the case of my parents, my dad doesn't speak English natively. It's, yeah, he speaks it, but there's a lot of mistakes. Um, but gestures. I mean, they've ancestors <laughs> bowing. <Yeah. laughs> but I mean, they uh-huh. like it's been able to work out. It seems at least. So I I'm not gonna rule it out as something that doesn't work for everyone. Mm. Yeah. Personally, my so my parents, um, my dad. I'd say my dad. So my dad can't um, write or read very much as well, um, but his okay. speaking is pretty okay. Um, but yeah, like my dad grew up in Canada with like a very Canadian childhood, whereas my mom was like very Chinese Hong Kong still. They they yeah. dated and like things things kind of worked out. I mean, my parents are divorced, but yeah. Oh, it worked at one point. Yeah, it worked at one point. <laughs> um, personally, I don't think I could. Okay. I, I don't know. Sometimes I see these families or these couples where one person will speak one language and the other person will speak the other language. And then their, their, mm. their listening comprehension is just good enough to converse yeah. without speaking yeah. the exact same language. And yeah. I always thought that was, that was pretty interesting. Though I have actually know like one friend that's, that married someone who... Yeah, who doesn't speak English as their native or main language. And things have worked out okay. I think their Chinese oh. their, their kids' Chinese is gonna be really good. So the partner doesn't speak English, but they speak English. Yeah. Yeah. Did they did they speak the partner's language? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Oh, okay. okay, okay that's me. okay. I don't then. think his Cantonese is that good as well. Okay. But Okay. Yeah, they, they made it work somehow. Okay. Yeah. I, I know someone like a situation like that, and he doesn't even speak his partner's language. Really? Yeah, it was um, it was like a bot marriage. Are are you serious right now? I'm serious. Holy it's like shit! A, okay, it's like a scam marriage, like a visa. <laughs> oh my god, a green card wedding. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say that takes like a lot of sacrifice and love, but I guess no, just a lot of money, man. <laughs> That's all it takes. Yeah, yeah. Okay, next one. I don't know if you'll resonate with this, but have you felt shameful speaking something other than English, like in public? shameful yeah shameful or maybe for you it's like speaking english in public in japan oh sometimes yeah i i i don't know if shameful is the right word but i feel like weird um i I already yeah a bit weird um like i talk sometimes i just walk down the street and talk on the phone with a friend yeah and for example i wouldn't want to go into a grocery store in some I mean, depending where I am in Japan and speak English, because I feel like it would attract a lot of weird attention towards me. Mm. And it's actually partially why I chose to live where I live right now and why I really enjoy living where I live. Mm. Um, The fact that it is international and that it's not super uncommon. Mm. It's uncommon, but like it's not unheard of. I would not want to live in like the middle of nowhere in Japan and be speaking English because I feel like It'd be extremely weird. People would be weirded they'll, out. They'll want your autograph, that kind of shit. <laughs> <laughs> they'll want some pictures. No, if I was blonde, they want pictures. Yeah. yeah. Okay, what do you mean by this? Um, I think, so growing up, 
I was always a bit shameful when my when my mom spoke Cantonese to me oh. in public because okay I didn't I can see this yeah I didn't really resonate with my identity as someone that was Chinese or Cantonese until much older I would say like yeah high school and so yeah. growing up I would almost I would try to reply in English yeah um, if possible um because I was like oh I don't want people to see that I'm speaking Chinese or something maybe maybe they'll think I'm weird but yeah but nowadays like I I flaunt that. I'm like, oh yeah, mom, let's just like speak <laughs> Cantonese in this like, I don't know, high-end Western restaurant or something. Yeah. I yeah, really yeah. don't care. Um, I can resonate with, I don't know the feeling, but I, I can understand where it comes from. Yeah. Because I, I feel a decent amount of pride uh, being Chinese now. And I think a mm. lot of kids growing up did not have that until later on in their years. Mm. Yeah. All right. Have you ever had an emotional discussion not in english emotional discussion yeah like how was it talking to the that that person that you dated that didn't speak english that well like oh you guys must have broken up and something kind of miscommunicated and then you're like okay good enough tough um yeah honestly like very very difficult and the interesting thing though is that like when we say emotional discussions Mm -hmm. um especially if it's in person i think a lot of emotions when you have these discussions are expressed in tone and body language, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like if someone's mad at me and they could be like mad at me in Korean or like Chinese or something I completely don't understand. And I'm able to understand, like I'm able to realize and pick up that, oh, this person's mad at me for something, right? Mm-hmm. So it's interesting because I've, I've had people get mad at me in Japanese before. And even though I don't understand word for word mm. what they're saying a lot of the time i find that i can almost pick up a good amount of like the intent and the emotion there mm. as opposed to if they if they were just saying something really complicated in like a monotone voice i wouldn't understand anything yeah. i don't know if this makes any sense but i think what how about trying for you like you trying to articulate your feelings mm. yeah i don't think i don't think anything like at a deep level no it would have to be quite surface um level mm, okay yeah personally How about yourself i think my only emotional discussions have been with my mom where oh we both get so heated that like she kind she's kind of saying nonsense and then no not really like she she just speaks really fast and i don't really hear her and then i'm trying to say what i'm trying to say but it doesn't really make sense because i'm like really emotional as well mm. yeah because i i don't know like i have to be very like think very consciously when i speak cantonese and like oh what word am i going to use next that kind of thing yeah yeah yeah. Like it doesn't come yeah. perfectly naturally to me so it still yeah. takes like a lot of mental energy mm. yeah and then the final question do you think foreign language study should be required that's our final question you always ask that's our <laughs> like, yes yes it's the final question I know it's written right here, of course. Unless you want it. another final question. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, should I be required? Mm, looking back, I did not enjoy a minute of French lessons, but mm. I think some kids got something out of it. Um, that being said, I do think like Canada mm-hmm. and sort of like what it means to be Canadian is not even that like you have to speak French or you have to speak English per se. But it's it's I think what those French classes did was sort of instill into everyone that like, hey, you're in a country 
where there are two official languages. And even mm-hmm. though you may suck at the second one and cannot speak it, um, you have to at least get to or try to learn up to this basic level mm. just because it's part of being a citizen of this country. And I think for that, it's important. Mm. And like, would I say it's good for kids? Yeah. I mean, I think any sort of learning is good for kids, though, to be honest. Would you force your kids to learn a language? I don't know if I would force them to, but I would try to push them to even. Mm. And kids would be kids and kids will not want to learn it. But I would I would do my best. I, I don't know. Like, I think it's too hard to say. And I don't know, for example, who I would raise kids with and what their opinions and views and their desires would be. Mm. But I think for myself, I would ideally like to. That being said, I wouldn't really care for them to learn French. I don't think it's too useful. <laughs> you don't want them to be Canadian. For myself. I see you. I see you. <laughs> for myself and the, the situations and I, I find myself in life, French is not too useful. So, hmm. yeah. Should they be required? Just whip them into submission, force them. I think I'm glad that my mom forced me to learn Chinese on the weekends. Even though I think so much of that money was wasted because I did not give a crap about learning. But yeah, I think I think foreign language study should be required. Um, I, I'm pretty glad I learned French, even though it was really shit at the time. Yeah. And I think, yeah, I think it adds a lot. It adds a lot of depth to your learning that maybe learning more math or like more geography wouldn't really do. So yeah, I think it should be required. Hey. Thanks for listening to this episode of Far From Home. Far From Home is a podcast brought to you by Alex and Jason from our bedroom studios in Singapore and Tokyo. You can find our podcast on everywhere you find podcasts, such as Spotify, Apple Music, or Apple Podcasts, and Google. Thanks for listening. Bye.